We are five days away from fundamentally transforming the United States of America. You know, this Marxism-Leninism ideology is being pumped into the soft heads of, of, of at least three generations of American students. America first. You could put half of Trump supporters into what I call the basket of deplorables. Change the perception of reality of every American to such an extent that despite of the abundance of information, no one is able to come to sensible conclusions. For too long, a small group in our nation's capital has reaped the rewards of government while the people have borne the cost. The racist, sexist, homophobic, xenophobic. Hey guys, welcome to the very first episode of We the Deplorables. Faith, family, and freedom. That is what this podcast is all about. And I want to start by introducing myself and then give you the reasons behind this podcast. Um, I am a businesswoman. I live in New Mexico. I've been married for, gosh, it'll be 30 years uh, in 2022. I uh, have a son, a beautiful daughter in love, uh, two cats, which you might hear, and a dog. I'm the average American. And I'm also the one that uh, elites in this country, uh, namely liberals, progressives, Democrats, would say is a deplorable. I believe in God. I believe in the right to bear arms. I believe in marriage being between a man and a woman. I believe in uh, my faith in worshiping God with freedom and not being shut down or told I can't say specific things. I believe in the Constitution that it's not a living document meant to change with time, but instead it is the guiding principles of this country. And I believe in a republic, uh, not a democracy. And we'll get to that in later podcasts. And I um, began to get very concerned about the country uh, back in the Obama presidency. Now, let me tell you that when President Obama was elected, I was actually very proud of this country for electing electing the very first black president. Uh, I was very proud of that. But when I heard him before he was elected speak on TV, he was a very, very good talker, very charismatic, very uh, almost mesmerizing. And his ideas made sense. And I remember you know, when I was looking at him and kind of like, okay, God, you know, what's going on here? I like to, you know, talk with Holy Spirit and ask him questions. I said, what, what is this? And uh, he said that uh, he has basically an ability to uh, soothe with his speech and to mesmerize with his speech, but he is not who he says he is. And later, several things came out. Uh, I know racism was increased in this country through some of his policies and through some of his comments. He did do some good, but he said over and over that he wanted to fundamentally change this country. And I would have to say in my lifetime, he has definitely done that. Now, 
I am not in any way going to put everything on Obama. Uh, I don't think that's fair. Again, there were some good things. But I do think that he was a bold move by um, people in this country that want us to become a globalist uh, nation. They they don't believe in American being a so- America being a sovereign nation. They uh, don't believe in us having our own constitution and economy and the right to bear arms. They want this entire global network. And this has been in the works for a very long time. Woodrow Wilson, uh, he was one that warned us at his death about the one world order or new world order. And I'm not going to get into the theology aspect, but I will say that the politics of uh, Democrats, of rhinos, I call them Republicans in name only, uh, social media platforms, mainstream media platforms, they all have an agenda. They all have talking points that they actually share between each other before they go on the air. That's why it's the same message over and over and over. And that's what makes them so brilliant is they're able to control the narrative and even steal the narrative. For example, in the last few days, here it is, July 1st, 2021, we've heard nothing uh, for months but defund the police. Actually, over a year when George Floyd uh, died on the streets in uh, Minneapolis, it's been defund the police, defund the police. Let's rethink policing. Even Obama said that. We need to rethink policing. You have Black Lives Matter, which, by the way, when we do a podcast on that, you will want to listen. But we have all these Democrats have been saying over and over and over that um, we need to defund the police. And then when they realize they're actually losing voters, they decided to then blame the Republicans and that they were the ones that wanted to defund the police. And so I'm going to bring stuff like this out. I'm not necessarily Republican, but I am conservative and I am a Jesus lover. And so I'm never going to vote for someone that believes in abortion. I'm going to vote for people that have traditional family values and that believe in the word of God. I don't care if they're a Christian or not. I just care do they believe in my right to worship and will they make good choices? And unfortunately, a lot of Christians just want to hire a pastor and that's not what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to vote for the one that God is saying to vote for. And if that person is pro-life and they support a pro-economy and America being a sovereign nation, then I am all for them. So I wanted to start this podcast to, um, you know, basically give you a rundown in this first episode of what's happening and then target specific uh, subjects. We're going to get into cancel culture. We're going to get into BLM and the witchcraft that's actually behind it. We're going to get into uh, the woke uh, culture. Where there's so many things. I've got like a just a topic after topic. We're going to get into some of the trigger words that Democrats are using, like equality versus equity. Uh, they keep saying that uh, a democracy is in danger when we're, we've never been a democracy. We've always been a republic. What does that mean? What about separation of church and state? So we're going to tackle those tough things. But the main thing is so that you can be alerted to what's going on because the thing is, is that if we're not aware of how our country is being hijacked, and it's, again, been happening for a long time, we're going to lose this country. And there's been several uh, people that, you know, basically have heard from the Lord. And he is saying in this moment, in this hour, there will be no more intercession allowed without boots on the ground. Our job 
as um, the body of Christ is the ruling government of God on earth. Jesus Christ said, uh, upon the revelation that he is the Christ, I believe this is Matthew 16, 19, he will build his ecclesia, not church. They're two totally different things. Ecclesia was a Roman governmental word of where Roman citizens were able to uh, create laws and uh, strategize for taking over other kingdoms, etc. And all you needed was two or more to do that. And you had the full backing of the Roman army. And so that's the idea here is he could have used any word for a religious word, uh, like a synagogue or something like that. But instead, he could have even used the Greek word for church, kurios, but he didn't. He used ecclesia. And so that is his government rule on earth. Therefore, we must be engaged. And I'm not talking about any physical takeover of the country. I'm saying that we have abdicated our role and our authority out of the mainstream world due to doctrine and beliefs that are not scriptural. Uh, and so it's not whether uh, we can be a Christian and abdicate our role. It has nothing to do with that. It's do we want this country to be a sheep nation or a goat nation? And a sheep nation is marked not by being a Christian nation, but by how they treat Christians and uh, Israel. That is what will make sure that we're a sheep nation. And quite frankly, America is in danger. And it's not from the average American man or woman. The January 6th thing, let me tell you, there's a lot going on behind the scenes. Uh, a lot of that was planned. And you're not going to hear, even on Fox News, unfortunately, what's really going on. But we've got elites that are executing a very smart strategy plan over decades to erode the fabric of this country. Uh, media, if you look in our school system, the critical race theory, which is basically a theory that if you're white, you're inherently racist. It's basically judging you for the color of your skin, which is a reverse form of racism. They want to teach that in our schools. Our school unions have been socialist for a very long time. And I'm going to dig into all of that as well. And we're going to expose this stuff. We have courts that have been hijacked. The Ninth Circuit is one of the most liberal courts in the country. And uh, they were, uh, you know, activist judges have been put on the bench to pass things that are actually against our Constitution and against the will of the people. Uh, religion. I mean, there's a movement among people who call themselves Christian to go after these left-leaning policies like communism or let's give the word socialism, uh, progressive thought. All of those are words to describe the same thing. They're just very good at branding. So every fabric of society is being infiltrated. And so while we raise our families and we go to work every day to pay our bills and we go to church to worship our God uh, and we might throw in some shooting uh, in there, you know, every once in a while just to practice for self-defense, while we've been focused on the things that are important to us, this nation has been taken over. And so to me, we are going to have to uh, re-engage. If you look at uh, Charles Finney, uh, and uh, oh, what was his name? Is it John Finney? No, it's Charles Finney. He said, basically, his idea was any Christian that is not actively engaged in the politics of their community uh, is basically backslidden. I mean, that was his uh, mindset. When you look at the Revolutionary War, it was preachers and the church that actually helped get that thing started. So there's always been 
And again, I'm not saying to overthrow America by force, but there has always been a pivotal role that the church, the people of God play. And it is time for us to dust off our Bibles, dust off what it means to be an American and make sure that we do everything we can to uh, protect our country. So I want to um, give uh, play a clip here from a Russian defector who described this process all the way back in 1984. Mr. Besmianov was born in 1939 in a suburb of Moscow. He was the son of a high-ranking Soviet Army officer. He was educated in the elite schools inside the Soviet Union and became an expert in Indian culture and Indian languages. He had an outstanding career with Novosti, which was the, and still is, I should say, the press arm or the press agency of the Soviet Union. It turns out that this is also a front for the KGB. He escaped to the West in 1970 after becoming totally disgusted with the Soviet system, and he did this at great risk to his life. He certainly is one of the world's outstanding experts on the subject of Soviet propaganda and disinformation and active measures. Well, you spoke several times before about ideological subversion. That is a phrase that uh, I'm afraid some Americans don't fully understand. When uh, the Soviets use the phrase ideological subversion, what do they mean by it? Ideological subversion is, is the slow process which we call either ideological subversion or active measures, activne meropriyatia in the language of, of the KGB, or psychological warfare. What it basically means is to change the perception of reality of every American to such an extent that despite of the abundance of information, no one is able to come to sensible conclusions in the interests of defending themselves, their families, their community, and their country. It's a great brainwashing uh, process which goes very slow and it's divided in, in four basic stages. Uh, the first one being demoralization. It takes from 15 to 20 years to demoralize a nation. Why that many years? Because this is the minimum number of years which requires to uh, educate one generation of students in the country of, of, of your enemy, exposed to the ideology of the enemy. In other words, Marxism-Leninism ideology is being pumped into the soft heads of, of, of at least three generations of American students without being challenged or counterbalanced by the basic values of Americanism, American patriotism. The demoralization process in the United States is basically completed already. Uh, for the last 25 years, actually it's overfulfilled because uh, demoralization now reaches such areas where previously not even Comrade Andropov and, and all his experts would would even dream of such a tremendous success. Most of it is done by Americans to Americans, thanks to lack of moral standards. As I mentioned before, uh, exposure to true information does not matter anymore. A person who was demoralized is unable to assess true information. The facts tell nothing to him. Uh, even if I shower him with information, with, with authentic proof, with documents, with pictures, even if I take him by force to the Soviet Union and show him concentration camp, he will refuse to believe it until he, he is going to receive a kick in, the, in his fat bottom. 
When a military boot crashes his balls, then he will understand, but not before that. That's the tragic of the situation of demoralization. The next stage is destabilization. This time, subverter does not care about your ideas and the patterns of your consumption. Whether you eat junk food and get fat and flabby, it doesn't matter anymore. This time, and it takes only from two to five years to destabilize a nation, uh, it's, what, what matters is essentials, economy, foreign relations, defense systems. Uh, and you can see it quite clearly that in some areas, uh, in such sensitive areas as, as uh, defense and economy, uh, the uh, influence of Marxist-Leninist ideas in the United States is absolutely fantastic. I, I could never believe it 14 years ago when I landed uh, in this part of the world that the process will go that fast. Uh, the next stage, of course, is crisis. It, it, it may take only up to six weeks to, to bring a country to the verge of crisis. You can see it in, in Central America now. And after crisis, with a violent change of, of power, structure, and economy, you have so-called the period of normalization. It may last indefinitely. Normalization is a cynical expression borrowed from Soviet propaganda. When the Soviet tanks moved into Czechoslovakia in 68, Comrade Brezhnev said, now the situation in brotherly Czechoslovakia is normalized. This is what will happen in the United States if you allow all these schmucks to bring the country to crisis, to promise people all kinds of goodies and the paradise on earth, uh, to, to destabilize your uh, economy, to eliminate the principle of free market competition, and to put a big brother government in Washington, D.C., with the benevolent dictators like Walter Mondale, who will promise lots of things, never mind whether the promises are fulfillable or not. Your leftists in the United States, all these professors and all these beautiful civil rights defenders, they are instrumental in the process of the, of the uh, uh, subversion only to destabilize the nation. When their job is completed, they are, non, they are not needed anymore. They know too much. Some of them, when, when they get disillusioned, when they see that Marxist-Leninists come to power, they, obviously they get offended. They think that they will come to power. That will never happen, of course. They will be lined up against the wall and shot. But they may turn into the most bitter enemies of Marxist-Leninists when they come to power. And that's what happened in Nicaragua. You remember most of these uh, former Marxist-Leninists were either put to prison or one of them split and now he's working against Sandinistas. It happened in, in uh, uh, Grenada when Maurice Bishop was, he was already a Marxist. He was executed by, by a new Marxist who was more Marxist than this Marxist. Same happened in Afghanistan when uh, first there was Taraki, he was killed by Amin, then Amin was killed by Babrak Karman with the help of KGB. Same happened in, in Bangladesh when Mujibur Rahman, very pro-Soviet leftist, was assassinated by his own Marxist-Leninist military comrades. It's the same pattern everywhere. The, the time bomb is ticking with every second. So uh, I wanted to play that in, in case you didn't hear. It's uh, a KGB defector, Yuri Bezmenov, who came to America and he warned us in 1984. What is fascinating is we are now living in the time that he was saying crisis after crisis, promising goodies, the demoralization has been complete. Um, I mean, it, it's fascinating 
to see and hear a man that that was his job. That's what they did. And he's telling us and he's warning us back in 1984. And it wasn't until Donald Trump was elected that the extent of the corruption, the hatred, and how much socialism has taken over the country, it wasn't until he was uh, elected that a lot of this was exposed. And I think it even surprised him. Now, I'm not going to hide the fact that I think President Donald Trump was one of the greatest presidents ever. And if that keeps you from listening to the rest of the podcast, then so be it, because he was God's answer to us to expose to show us what America could be again. And unfortunately, we still remained disengaged from the Seven Mountains. And I'm going to put the video, uh, anything I play will be put in the show notes of this podcast so you can go back and watch it for yourself. And so I'll get into the role that Donald Trump played and the prophetic aspect that God showed me of who he was and his role in our uh, country at a later date. But I think that one thing we can all agree with is he was a disruptor. That's his role. He was needed to jar us out of our routine. He was needed to expose the corrupt media, the corrupt DOJ, and the corrupt rampant, uh, corruption rampant in our elected offices and even the last election. A recent poll from, I believe it's uh, Pew Research, showed that most Americans want to see a restoration of faith, family, and freedom. Unfortunately, that's not going to happen without intensity, without focus, and without a fight. It's going to take a grassroots movement of neighbor visiting with neighbor to reveal the truth behind a lot of what is going on. What's being taught to our kids in schools, the concerted talking points to control the narrative between media and certain government officials and even social media, the erosion of traditional family values, the erasing of an entire gender that fought hard to have the right to vote, be independent financially, and serve in the military, the erosion of peace between races that was hard fought with the blood of greats like Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., The erosion of our wealth as a country, making us weaker and more prone to crime, drug addiction, broken families, and eventually military invasion. The uh, attack upon any who are Christ's followers outside and the continuous erosion of Christian values and doctrine from within. The censoring of free speech by big tech media that have decided we're not smart enough to control our own narratives. And the elimination of the influence of smelly Walmart people in our elections, as one FBI agent who has been disgraced said. Like I said, we're going to talk about many topics of current events to the foundation of this country, to the correction of things that we might believe that are not biblical or not smart as a country. And this podcast will be challenging at times. You'll maybe not even agree at times, and it will be overtly Bible-based. But make no mistake about it. If you believe in God, if you believe in your right to bear arms and to worship God as you see fit, if you believe in science concerning genders, uh, if you are pro-life and you love faith, family, and freedom, you are a deplorable. deplorable. Let's hear how Hillary Clinton uh, talked about us. You know, to just be grossly generalistic, you could put half of Trump supporters into what I call the basket of deplorables. Right? The racist, sexist, homophobic, xenophobic, Islamophobic, you name it. 
Now, this is coming from a woman whose husband abused women as president by seducing them into sexual actions, who uh, is friends with uh, the pervert that owned the island. I can't remember his name. He's probably not worth remembering. Uh, This is a person who Secret Service agents absolutely hated serving because she was so hostile, so hateful, and so rude. And that comment, the basket of deplorables, started a movement upon you know, basically Trump supporters and independents who wouldn't have even voted for President Trump, but they could not stand the divisive rhetoric coming from someone who not only is she calling us racist, she actually was really good friends with the KKK master, uh, I think it's KK member Bird. So she has really no room to talk about us. And here's the thing that you'll always want to understand. Whenever the Democrats, liberals, socialists, progressives, whenever they attack people, they're attacking you for the very thing that they're actually doing. It's a deflection technique. It's very orchestrated. It's very controlled. They know exactly what they're doing. But here's the good news. There are more of us than them. And although they may control the narrative through news and social media, making us believe that we hate each other based on race, that the border isn't open, that the economy is just fine, and that the biggest threat to us is global warming, not Russia or China, they might control those narratives, but there are more of us in America that are clear-headed and guided by common sense. But the problem is we're usually the polite ones, and we just want to live a simple life. Those days are over. If we don't step up to the plate and begin an organized movement of education and action, we will lose this country. I'm not calling on Americans to take up arms and engage our government, but the reluctance to fight the British was a tough hurdle to overcome. We're naturally peace-loving and maybe a bit spoiled. It takes a lot to get us mad, and that can be good. And it takes effort and continuous focus until the end to reverse what's happening in our country. It invites disruption to life as we know it. And it took, again, both the church and the politicians to provoke the people to birth this nation. On January 6th, I was very concerned. A few weeks before that date, uh, I had a vision. It was in worship at our uh, gathering. And I had a vision with a huge American flag in the background, um, the throne of God in front of it. And on one side, almost like behind the flag, uh, it, it was like a group of Democrats. And then on the other side behind the flag was Israel. And both were watching intently to see what would happen. So I looked and on the father's lap, almost like uh, this woman was sitting uh, on the ground, like her feet, uh, her legs underneath her. And then she was leaning against the father's legs and her head was in his lap. I thought she was dead. She had blue uh, skin. Uh, the pallor of death was on her. Uh, she had bruises and cuts. And I said, Father, what is this? And he said, this is America. And I thought she was dead. And so I looked very closely at her and I'm like, well, God can resurrect even the dead. Uh, and when I looked, she wasn't quite dead because I saw a tear, a single tear rolling down her face. And so then the scene changed. I still see those things, but now I see it's almost like the you know old school concerts where everybody would light their uh, their lighters and you know you would see those little flickers of flame all across the stadium or all across 
the venue, that's what it looked like. And I knew it was Christians praying for America. And so I'd, you know, watch them pray and rally. And then I'd look at uh, America and she was still in the same condition. And then we'd pray some more and I'd look at America and she was still in the same condition. And I started getting very, very concerned. And, uh, I was afraid we had already lost her. And I said, father, what, you know, nothing's working. What's going on? What's happened to her? And he said that she has been abused, raped, and pillaged by government officials and uh, basically people that are in the media, people that are in this whole network uh, due to greed and power. And they're trying to destroy their own country because they truly believe, like Yuri was saying, that they will be the ones in power. And nothing changed. Nothing changed. And I was very concerned. The vision ended. I was very concerned about it. On January 6th, you know, I'm watching the fiasco that's going on. And of course, the spin and the lies and all of those things. By the way, watch uh, all of President Trump's uh, speech that day. You'll find out he did not incite a riot. But anyway, uh, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. And I believe completely in the power of the Constitution to overthrow a government that's tyrannical. I have no problem with that. But I also had this feeling that this was a setup and later there were several things that confirmed it. But anyway, something very interesting happened. I was walking on the treadmill watching the events unfold and all of a sudden I was back in that vision and this time America had sat up. She was still sitting uh, at the feet of the Father but she had sat up and her skin started looking pink. If it wasn't for that vision, I probably would have just lost hope on January 6th. So my goal is to alert you, my fellow Americans, my fellow deplorables, to what's going on before drastic measures have to be taken. Wisdom is always doing what you need to do before you need to do it. And I want to invite you into the conversation. I want to invite you into taking action. And I want to invite you into saving America. Elites won't do it. Rhinos won't do it. The woke won't do it. Only the hardworking Americans who recognize her greatness will be able to save her. And each week we'll have some good news and we'll have some recommended reading. And so the good news is, again, there's more of us than there is of them. And so this week, uh, I want to recommend a fabulous book by Cheryl uh, K. Chumley. She also has a great podcast called Socialists Don't Sleep, Christians Must Rise or America Will Fall. It's a great read. It goes into all of the areas where they're working to undermine this country and fundamentally transform her into their vision of America apart from God's original intent. It goes into the school systems. It goes into the media. It goes into every area where the social have infiltrated just like Yuri talked about. So that concludes today's podcast. Uh, please forgive some of the background noises. Uh, I've got some sound equipment coming, so hopefully we'll get that better and better. And until then, God bless America. <laughs>